Welcome to another episode of The Message is Moving, where we break generation curses one day at a time. On this episode, we're going to do something a little different. It won't be a long episode, no guests, just me and these cold hard facts. And I know it's been a while, but let's not be negative, but let's get it started. By the time this episode will be available, it will be widely known that President Joe Biden signed legislation to pronounce Juneteenth as a U.S. federal holiday. Juneteenth, the culmination of the word June and the number 19, also known as Emancipation Day and also Freedom Day. Now in Texas, Juneteenth has been an official state holiday since 1980. So yes, it's not a federal holiday and that's a dope song. But let me tell you where the sample came from. The Emancipation Proclamation was issued by Abraham Lincoln on September 22, 1862, and went into effect on January 1, 1863. However, slaves were not set free in the Confederacy until the Union Army was able to come in and take over. On June 18, 1865, the Union Army arrived in Galveston, Texas. The next day, June 19th, General Gordon Granger announced that the slaves in Texas were free by order of the President of the United States. Now, if you're new to this, you want some truth to this. And think to yourself, why did it take two years since the Emancipation Proclamation had taken effect? Well, for many conspiracy theorists, this is like alkaline water for your thirst. Some say Texas suppressed the announcement for obvious Confederate reasons. And that theory is that the original messenger was murdered to prevent info from being relayed to Texas. And lastly, some say the federal government delayed the announcement to Texas to get one more cotton harvest out of the enslaved workers. How to get those out the way? The most reported reason is that Lincoln's proclamation wasn't enforceable in rebel states before the end of the war. That does make sense, but the choice is yours and what you believe. Now, what exactly happened when it was announced in Galveston, Texas? where their former owners became current employers. General Order Number 3, as read by General Granger, and I quote, All slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves, and a connection here to herefore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired labor. The free men are advised to remain quietly at their present homes and work for wages. They are informed that they will not be allowed to collect a military post and they will not be supported in idleness either there or elsewhere. End quote. Naturally, most free people wasn't interested in staying with the people who enslaved them. Makes sense. Even if they did get paid. It's been reported that some were leaving before Granger even finished making the announcement. What follows what became known as the scatter. Droves of former enslaved people left Texas to find family members or more welcoming accommodation in northern regions. But as you would imagine, many people can't take that L. When some free people tried to leave, many of them were beaten, lynched, or murdered. So when did we celebrate? Well, the struggle was real then too. Segregation laws were rapidly spreading, no public places or parks were permitted to be used. However, 
In the 1870s, former slaves came together and put in $800 and purchased 10 acres of land. That land became known as the Emancipation Park. Until the 1950s, it was the only public park and swimming pool in the Houston area that was open to African Americans. By the blockade definitely back then, the power of group economics. Fast forward during the times of civil rights where oppression was so normal became fashion. The aura of Juneteenth was fading during the Jim Crow era. Shout out to Martin Luther King Jr. because he planned a poor people's march to coincide with Juneteenth during the civil rights movement. This helped rejuvenate the spread of Juneteenth. By the way, in Hulu, there's a dope documentary called MLK FBI. Check that out. Juneteenth was the oldest holiday to commemorate or celebrate the end of slavery in the U.S. It is a time of reflection and for rejoicing. Yes, this is overdue. Let's not complain on how long it took. Let's take advantage of the present and give the present of knowledge and pride to future generations. We go hard for Independence Day, and we should. But let's go equally as hard or more on Juneteenth. Because while America was free from British control, we as black people, as slaves, were called three-fifths of a person if you check Article 1, Section 2 of the Constitution. Just saying, Google is free. My sources came from mentalfloss.com, and goldenwestcollege.edu. Let's go to these Juneteenth festivals, host Juneteenth cookouts, support Black-owned businesses. Let's just be unapologetically Black and free. There's no wrong way to celebrate. Food and fellowship, I'm all for that. But just spread the word as you do. Come up with games for the kids. I guess the red velvet and strawberry soda, which apparently was once a symbolism of Juneteenth. Y'all can have that soda, but I'll get a strawberry smoothie or something. For all my listeners out there, I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in for a small, special episode of The Message is Moving, where we break generation curses one day at a time. Happy Juneteenth, and to our ancestors that endured so much, we will continue to fight, and I salute you. Until next time. It's me.